Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Keep shining, we're recording. Hi, Emma, how are you? Beautiful. I'm good, how are you? I'm sure you know yourself. I was just enjoying um, the little trip down memory lane you were bringing me there from the comedy world. Because oh, you were wearing some old likes. stories and some old uh, lift combos. Oh, those lifts. Not that you're not going to see those people again. Obviously, you will. But like, you're ne- it's never going to be that particular trio in a car again, I would imagine. Never. I mean, I went through a period and I think I was Ryan Cullen's personal chauffeur. I was just driving him all over the country to gigs. Just oh me and Ryan. God. And we ran out of petrol twice. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. And the competitions and the fucking competitions. Do you know what? For the guilt for the guilty feminist for my intro, Deborah read out she was like, winner of the Forbidden Fruit Award 2017. I was like, how the fuck is that still on the bio? That was my intro, the Forbidden Fruit Award, Emma. Oh, sometimes that happens, doesn't it? When somebody starts reading stuff out from your bio and you're like, oh God, I really have to update that. I just am totally, to coin a Julie phrase, allergic to touching a nail bio. And some people, I have to applaud them. They're great at updating it and adding stuff to it and making it sound good. And like, I write every day. It should be, I should just take that, own it and write it. But I'm just like, it makes me shudder and obviously I'm a fan of the self-promotion like I'll whore myself out for any I was just about to say this doesn't sound like you at all it's just the bio it's just because the bio is often read back to you do you know what I mean yeah although lots of people think that other people write people's bios for them because I remember somebody I can't remember who it was but their friends saying that they they read their bio for some Maybe it was for a Vodafone or something. And they're like, Jesus, like your bio, like that's deadly. Like fucking fair fucks you. It's amazing. They're like, yeah, I fucking wrote it. So it's like, oh yeah, people don't realize that people write their own bios. But sure, I thought I was great for a while there. Weeding out the Tommy Tiernan, the funniest thing I've seen for a long, long time. Little oh, yeah. did I know. It was only when I went to Edinburgh 
everyone had a Tommy Tiernan quote on their poster. It turns out he's just very generous with praise. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and Julie. disingenuous you know or anything like that but he's very positive he's a positive person I think he's I think he's positive about people who are coming up in comedy in general yeah he's just very supportive yeah and like it would be different it'd be different if you got Max Savage to give you no quote Mm. the funniest thing I've seen for a long long time Dave Max Savage wow okay that's five stars in the Irish Times right there but I feel like if he gave that review, I'd have to just say, well, I'm obviously I'm probably too old from anyway, but I think I'd have to just say, Dave, you do realize I'm I'm not gonna write it, like just so Oh would I love to it's funny you say that his type anyway, but I'd say he'd Oh I'd no he'd, he'd give it a whirl on Emma. a Tuesday. I'd say it'd be a Tuesday buzz. Emma, but... listen, you're you're everyone's type, baby. <laughs> Uh, come here. No, I do think, um, I do think with Max Savage, I was going to say something. Oh yeah. I was going to ask this. Is there something, is it just me or is there something attractive about Max Savage? There is something attractive about him, isn't there? His fucking son. That's oh what I find attractive yeah. About him. Oh, After son on the door. Dish. Wow. No, Absolutely. the other son. Who's the other son? I, the, the son doing the door quite cute though wasn't he no no it's not him. the inter when we'd be gigging and apologies now but like i, I would have you know like yourself, oh, I, I, thought thought he was, basis, I thought he so was no cute no no the other son i don't think i've seen him yet are there two yeah this he's not it's not like he's not dressing up as his alter ego when he's not on the door like there is another one do you know what i um I love that story about Max Savage. Do you remember that story about um, somebody said that a comedian uh, who we both know, and I won't name him, but I will say, you're brilliant. Um, So this comedian did a gig. You know who I'm talking about. I don't know who you're talking about, but I think I will if the story goes on. Oh, yeah, I think I You know, I was saying, yeah, he was saying, oh, you're doing all the festivals, you're brilliant. And so that that kind of thing. He's a lovely man. But he did a gig a few years ago. And this is how things get lost in translation. So he, lovely man. And to be fair, like very funny comedian. So I'm not sure what was happening on the night. But he um, did a gig. And anyway, basically this other comedian was with him. And this other comedian, uh, he went to another gig. And he said, let's just call this man. We'll give him a fake name. Okay, let's just call this man Tyg. So he said, oh, Tyg died on his toe tonight. So then the person he spoke to then went to another comedy gig and said, oh, Tyg died tonight, apparently. So then that comedian then went to another pub gig. We're not sure what. And he said, you'll never guess who died tonight. Tyg. And everyone's like, what? So Mike Savage was there and was like, I can't believe this person's after dying. This is terrible. So then he met, he met um, Aiden from the International Comedy Club and he said, I've just heard some terrible news. 
Craig is dead. And the worst part of that story was the first person in that chain had to admit to Tyke, yeah, I said you died. But I think, uh, I feel I think someone I'm, put something up on Facebook and this man had come out and be like, I'm, I'm alive. Yeah, but I think, I think that Ty tells that story himself. Do you think so? I think Ty... he does. I think he told me, but I won't name him just in case, but I'm pretty sure he knows the story anyway. But sure, I'm pretty of course sure he, he knows the story. Yeah, oh no, no he did. Yeah, no, because somebody publicly said something, and obviously it had to be they had to rectify it pretty quickly. Because he's like, "Oh, I'm alive and well. Like, I wasn't that funny who, that night, but I'm okay." I think, well, apart from Dave Max Savage, the person who enjoys people don't well, like. Obviously, don't get me wrong. We all enjoy watching another comedian die on their hall, but I think the person who enjoys it the most out of any out of any comedian so he'd be in the top 10 of people who enjoy it is Martin Angolo oh. he really fucking loves it when someone's down on the hall if you were lucky enough to get to spend some time in a feed sequential of Martin Angolo you are a lucky person you are a lucky human being he is is there any person alive better than for the goss than Martin Angolo He's great, but you know what? He's he's real bad influence because I remember bad influence. Oh my god, you'd be losing your kids over him, Emma. He he gets you all uh well, not always to preface that, but sometimes he'll get you all giddy before a gig. And we had this joke, and it was like such a stupid joke of how we we were gonna like make it big. And how there was scouts going to the halfpenny and sitting down the back and stuff. But I was like, I'm going to do my impressions. That's what's going to give me the killer edge. And I can't really do any impressions. But one impression I could do is, do you remember Homer in the first episodes of The Simpsons? Where he's like, Bart talks like that for some reason. So we have a great laugh by this. And it's not funny. We're just like giddy for some reason. I get up on stage and do that impression. (laughs) And then you're looking at him going... Why have you led me astray? Why have you told me to go up and do a crap private joke on stage? <laughs> and I'm just on stage going, Bart, Bart, like this. And he's, you're looking at him and he's just staring at you. And you're like, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Martin. Um, and he'll well, go up and stick to the script. Do you know what I mean? You're just like, yeah. thanks. With some on-the-spot puns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hang on, I have a really bad toothache. Oh, do you know what? I sometimes I'm getting a toothache recently when I'm out for a walk and if the wind if it's cold and the wind hits the tooth, I come back to the house and my tooth is killing me. But you know the funny thing about him is though, even though he's like, what, he must be like ten years younger than us. So like I'd rock up. Emma, to his he's festival. only twenty he's only like twenty-four, twenty-five now, I think. Yeah, so like yeah, he's like ten years younger ish. And uh, you go to these festivals, and like I'm talking obviously years ago, it's not in the last year anyway. And you, I'd always feel like, oh, I'm one of these people that's going to like drive to this festival and like drive home or whatever, because you know, I'm hardly going to like go and do four day benders at all these festivals. <laughs> while the kids are off. Well, I've got your bonfire. Yeah, yeah. Bonfire only gets whacked out like once a year or whatever. But um, Martin be heading home as well. Martin be like, 
be wrapping up these festivals. But he's an old soul. That's why we all feel so comfortable laying ourselves bare in a metaphorical sense with Martin. Like, I mean, he's just fantastic. After we finished last week's episode, I walked into the sitting room and America was on fire. America's, yeah, America was burning. Um, And then when's the inauguration, the 21st, isn't it? I mean, I think it can't come too soon. I know. Janie Mackers. And then. I mean, I'd say, I'd say at this point, I mean, I did throw it up as a tweet and I think it got three likes, um, which I think was unfair to the tweet. But I do think at this stage that Donald Trump makes Tanya Harding look like a good loser. You know, it's gone. It's just gone that far now. But like, okay, I know he's he's obviously insane and he has always been insane. But I mean, when does it get to the point where somebody needs to be like sectioned or something? You know what I mean? And I, I don't know you'd wonder. No, yeah, you would wonder. Well, I mean, the fact, you know, he's off the Twitter um, he has he's banned from everything though I know banned, like banned from goals, everything um, I mean I like there's like there's no coming back for him in any sense and I you know I wonder on some level I sent Fred the last week obviously America's burning and then someone sent me the video of you know one of the sons I don't know was it Don, Don Jr Eric or the, with Kimberly you know the girlfriends from Ennis yeah, yeah. So, and Don- they're dancing or something, aren't they? This is when County Clare checks out of up to 90. But yeah, so Kimberly is like dancing to glory, yeah. And then like obviously Donald Sr. and Ivanka are just glued to these screens as they're watching American Flames. It's, I mean, it's like to say they're done is, it's not even adequate to say they're done. But you wonder like, has he had a moment over the last week where he's like, fuck, like maybe I've gone too far with this. Like, you know, sometimes when you're in an argument and you kind of think to yourself, oh, I don't know if I've actually gone about this the right way, but I'm in too deep. I've committed 100%. There's no, like, he actually at this point can't come out now and say, do you know what, guys, I fucked up. Not that he would, but he's just in too deep with it. I think he's never, well, like, yeah, I saw somebody kind of saying, oh, you know, this little gag, congratulations for receiving his first consequence, like, of his actions. But it's kind of true, like, that's the first time that anything... That he's been told no. That he's been told no. But that's what what all of this is about, is just that he can't accept that he can't do something. But I don't really like the way that kind of like applauding uh, platforms for now banning them. I mean, it's very convenient to kind of do it now. But I mean, it's it's, done a long, long time ago. It's yeah. I think at this point now it's just lip service, isn't it? Like you, you wonder with Twitter, I mean, obviously I'm sure, um, you know, I'm sure it worked in their favor, the fact that they allowed him a soapbox for so long. Like yeah. they, they allowed him to utilize the world's largest soapbox for four years. And then two weeks before he has to go, they say, do you know what? That's actually a bit much now. 
Oh yeah, well just the way the they response, were. Yeah, the response by the police was just, it was actually kind of nearly, it did make you feel a bit sick watching the ease with which they took over the place because I mean, obviously it's such an obvious statement and so many people made it at the time, but it was just because they were white. That's why they could do that. Well, like Judy, when I was in America with my mom, when I was I knew, I was just going to ask, yeah, let's bring it back to that. <laughs> I, I didn't want to go in and try and buy smokes, Judy, because I was afraid I, I was going to get arrested. I yeah. thought that's what it was all about in that place. I thought, like, that if I said, because I would have obviously had to buy 20. I don't know if they had any 10 boxes, but I would have had to have said... 20 what would you say you would probably would have said B&H think they had no they would have had silk up there I know probably would have said Marlboro Red because I know I would have known that they had Marlboro Red I was expecting if I did because of your sex in the city viewing yeah as a very worldly 15 year old like I was completely addicted to nicotine and obviously I still am and I really was going for a fucking smoke but I thought that a SWAT team would descend on me and I'd be pinned to the floor and I'd probably get it would probably be an international situation where the Irish embassy would have to get <laughs> Mary Robinson. She'd be lighting loads of fucking candles for me. She'd probably make some like some kind of, you know, connection between what we've lighting learned up the candles is and the lighting up the smoke. That smoke do not equate with justice. No, I know, but yeah, it's gonna. I don't know. It's just no, but I think it's because we watch. We well, we've all lived in fear of American police forever. But I think that's because we were raised on bad boy, bad boy. What you gonna do? Like we were raised on cops, and. I mean, ultimately, I mean, we were like the fear was real. The fear was very, very real. Oh, do you know the bit on The Simpsons, bad cops, bad cops. It's just so funny. And then um, Chief Wiggum, I think it's the same episode, but Chief Wiggum's jaw locks. Do you know that episode? He's like, he's he's eating something and his jaw is locked. Oh, yeah, funny. Was it that episode? no so america <laughs> america's burning and um, what else oh vogue williams went to st bart's for her honey bobs what do you think of that Sneaky bitch yeah well, i don't think it's done. cool now i i have to say i uh she seems nice and fair so i don't have an issue with her at all but i don't follow vogue i'm just not particularly interested and i don't follow um so sue me either but she's different again but I'm not I'm not very interested in her and word on the street is that people think she's away somewhere because she's just been posting a lot of throwbacks and stuff um I mean I think it's fairly fucking I mean I think it's really unnecessary especially even more so in this lockdown than the previous one that we know like this these various strains it seems to be like united nation of like fucking covid strains at this stage i heard there was a new one in nigeria today so we've now got and one in japan so japan nigeria south africa and then this english strain i just 
I just think it's just unnecessary and especially for people who are that affluent they can they are in a position to be very comfortable at home at the moment and have the best possible living situation at home so yeah no I, I agree I think are, people are moving to Turkey as well what's that all about I know people are mad for Dubai and all that like does it not exist in these places people are going on holidays to Turkey is it well, I see that there's people going off to Dubai on tur- uh, to Dubai on holidays, and then I've seen a few people online that have just like kind of up sticks to Turkey and like I'm going to chill here for a while. Are they just getting hair transplants though? Is that what's Are going the teeth? on? The Are the teeth? teeth? Oh, sorry. Now, Katie Price, as much as we love her, there's no need to have the before when it comes to the veneers. We don't need the before. I saw someone talking about the it. are horrendous. Like, she was like, you don't actually need to file the teeth. Oh, down. I can't even think about it. Um, I'd be very sketchy about doing that now. Myself, oh. say. You'd have to always make sure you'd like, she'd like, I'm sure that it's no problem to her, but like, she'd have to make sure that she's at least 30 grand in the bank at all times in case something fucking goes awry with one of these things. Look, Wouldn't Emma, you like, sorry, have you been following Katie lately? She doesn't have 30k in the bank. She's got all the horses. That's where the money's gone. It's on the horses, she's got Emma. A fixed, she's got I, fixed I think, you know, back in the day, you know, there was a phase where when you needed dental surgery, somebody copped that it was a lot cheaper in Bulgaria. Yeah. And I can remember needing a root canal and everyone was like, I think it cost me like maybe five grand at the time. But so many people were like, you know, you could go to Bulgaria and get that for 500 quid. And I was like, sorry, but I mean, a Ryanair flight is bad enough. I, I couldn't let even alone factoring in, like, let alone factoring in like a root canal on a Ryanair flight. Like apparently for a while there, there's some city in Turkey where all the Irish lads go to get their hair transplants. Okay. And on the flight back, it's just like a lot of guys with like, bandages around their bleeding scalps like that's just it's like a and b are just irish lads with irish heads bleeding from the scalp people going up and down the aisle asking if you want to buy a lottery ticket and you you're in c that's i mean that's apparently the vibe on that reiner flight now i agree i've never been asked going up north to get anything (laughs) anything (laughs) Uh, what do you think about Vogue going on? Oh, no, I agree. I think, now I actually am interested in Vogue. I quite, yeah, I do quite I like her. her. I follow her. Um, Obviously, you know, herself and myself, like our lives have kind of been mirrors of one another. So maybe that's yeah. you know, where my interest has peaked. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you know, I do, I do like to click into Gigi Bear and Theodore. I find it very funny the way Theodore is the image of her and then Gigi is the image of, Spencer. Oh, is she? And I, I, I yeah, that very much so. Yeah, time baby. And then you know, I just I find I find their dynamic very entertaining because I just love the fact having followed him on Made in Chelsea, all he needed was an Irish bird to sort him out. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what he needed. Yeah, you see, I never watched. Made oh yeah, no, it was it was. Just, oh yeah, I mean, he was such a Lothario. 
and you know they were like Spencer I need to know you know are we seeing other people or what's good and then Phil came along and they were just having the crack on that diving show do you remember that celebrity yeah. diving show that everyone they all were breaking their legs every two minutes oh speaking that's, of they didn't have to have an elimination it was just people breaking <laughs> their legs that's honestly how they just kept yeah, getting, that's... getting these celebrities to do these fucking massive ski jumps like massive ski jumps when they've like trained for about six hours on a hangover and like we're all shocked that they broke their leg it was just like it like for that alone I did watch some of it no I do like I do like Vogue I do find sometimes the product placement is a little bit much so I know after she had Gigi you know he now has this kind of um I think it's like zero percent or one percent alcohol gin range and yeah. she was like, we'll say the name of the gin is Zero. And she was saying, um, oh, looking forward to celebrating Gigi coming home with the Zero. Or something. it was just like, it was too forced mm. folk. No, don't crowbar it in. But I generally really like her. I think she's really funny. And I loved that show she had. The one, you know, the one where there was kind of a series of documentaries and she went oh, around yeah. kind of meeting people. She was very good. But this is a complete total fail on her part and she came out and said well we had this holiday booked a year ago no who cares when you booked it I mean as you say she is not in the situation whereby a lot of people are living in really really tough conditions right now like she's got a fab apartment she has the dog she has the two babies the hubby probably access to an outside space I'm presuming um, just unnecessary, I think quite thoughtless. I, I think ultimately in this day and age, you can forgive anyone anything social media wise if they come out and say, Do you know what, you're right, I actually totally fucked up here. But yeah. there doesn't seem to be any contrition on their parts at all, which is unfortunate because I think yeah. Vogue seems like a really sound person. So it's you'd like her to come out and say, Do you know what? Yeah, it was a bad move. I'd be disappointed if she doesn't do that. There's still time. Yeah, well, like say, uh, you know, obviously people have to make these decisions for themselves, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not one of these people that's fucking COVID police. I'm not going to start taking videos of somebody in fucking local shop without a mask, like. Ask me bollocks. Um, and Vogue and Spencer seem, they seem nice. I'm sure they'd be good crack and all the rest of it. But like, it's not so much that like, okay, you had the holiday booked and you feel grand about going away and, and you really want to go away or whatever. But it's all the people involved from the time you leave your gaff, getting your flight and all the rest of it. It's all the people that have to work now to facilitate your holiday. And if yeah. you just fucking cancel that, those people wouldn't have to go, go to fucking work. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Or if they were only dealing with people who were, who really needed to travel. And the chances are, if there's people out there who actually have to travel for some fucking proper reason, they may have already had the vaccine or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So like, even and just I the think, fact that the I, people are going to have to facilitate that. Yeah. If you booked, if you like cancelled that or postponed it, it, it would mean that those people that don't have a chat or don't have a choice about whether or not they have to go to work would just have the opportunity to be in contact with less people. Yeah, so, there's absolutely you know? that. And 
I think you're you've hit the hail on uh, the hail on the head. The I think you've hit the owl hail on the head. I think you've hit the nail on the head. But also there there is as well, I think, an overarching sense of entitlement, which is kind of problematic and not just limited to say Vogue and Spencer. But there is a bit of that. Now, we know Marion Keyes put up today and she worded it very well. She was saying, you know, there's a lot of kind of guilting at the moment because obviously the numbers are astronomical in Ireland currently in relation to COVID. And she was saying, look, you know, instead of beating ourselves up and kind of guilt tripping people because, you know, we're in the midst of a huge surge at the moment and it's all because you wanted to eat turkey with your auntie. I know. We should be I'm saying we should be saying to one another, "Look, we're all doing our best here," and I think most yeah. people are doing their best. And at this stage, it does. You know, you have to allow people to make their own choices as well. I mean, in saying that, in some instances, there is definitely a certain degree of entitlement. I think we've all had to make sacrifices of some description and kind of adjust our expectations. Well, I can tell you something, Julie. If this time. 12 months ago, I got my turkey teeth and two my veneers had cracked off and I was dealing with razor teeth. I'm sorry now, but I'd be, get, I'd be going over to Turkey again to get them fucking fixed. And the irony and you is... You judge me all you want. But I'd be saying, Judy, you just fucking keep storm. And, and I'd be there with my bleeding... I can't live with teeth. And I'd be there beside you with my bleeding scalp. I'd be like, please don't tell them about my hair transplant. Imagine going all the way to Turkey for ginger hair transplant. That's what some Irish men are doing. I was going to say, where do they get the ginger hair? But it's your own hair that they just transplant into other parts of your head, isn't it? I'm not sure. Do you think they... Is I think that's how it works. They take the hair from the back. You've got, to, you've got to get a bit of length on it. They obviously don't... like. It's not like if you flow in locks down the back. It's not like they're transplanting like flowing locks up the top. But I think it's like to get the hair follicle and all that jazz. Uh, yeah. I I, well, I've got some chin hair. I thought I was losing my hair fucking recently, to be honest with you. I actually thought I was losing my hair. But you know what I think it was? I went through a bit of a period of I was just like whacking the hair up. I had like the the fucking leggings and the runners on. Might do work, it might not. But I just had the hair whacked up. And then I think what it was is that I wasn't actually brushing my hair as much or my hair wasn't down. And I come to like have eventually have a shower and wash my hair. I might have had a fucking tied up for three days in a row and all this hair coming out. And I was like, oh, my Jesus, I'm losing my hair. And I was but I still I think there's something going on there, but I'm getting baby hair. Maybe I did lose a bit of hair. Well, well, yeah, well, you know, anyway. one of my trolls who has actually found me on more than one medium, he's always commenting about my baldy head or he says something about my scalp. I'm not sure what it is, but apparently I have a bit of a receding hairline. No, you're just like me. You've just got a massive forehead. I know. Well, it I could think... be the aunt and death in Ireland, but they would just won't make it happen. Too <sighs> but look, I'm going to stop scrouting. I'm going to stop giving out about RT because everyone I know is working for them. It's gas because I get involved in these conversations. Now, by the way, it's all tongue in cheek. I've nothing against RT. We all have these jokes about how they won't give us a job, blah, blah, blah. And then I just suddenly notice somebody is very silent in a WhatsApp group. And it turns out I turn on the telly and 
they're all yeah, they over are. the street. I'm like, that's why they've muted the conversation. And invariably the last group, the last message in a WhatsApp group, because I just have zero cap on, like zero cap on. I am a pure person's worst nightmare. And the last message will always be me saying something really kind of extremely negative and then suddenly suddenly the group goes quiet I'm like no because we were all given out about it and then I'll say something there's a real whack of a screenshot vibe I just feel those screenshots happening and next thing I know everyone's working for it bar me so I need to shut the fuck up this is the group I wasn't in was it the group you weren't in um come here do you know, did I tell you, speaking of teeth and speaking of natures, you know, Ted is teething at the moment. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he's bit me a couple of times on the nipple. And I had to laugh because I said this on the Instagram stories and not one, not two, but three separate people messaged oh. me with suggestions of how I could keep the breastfeeding going, even though the natures are in. So I'm just throwing this out there now. Don't bother messaging me to say you can keep um, you can keep it going. The dream is over, okay? As like, the old yeah, as the old saying goes, Emma, bite me on the nipple once, shame on you. Bite me on the nipple twice, shame on me. It's not yeah. happening. No, if you're happy to retire the nips, and yeah. Like go for it. Can I actually? Can not I my you? obviously it's not my bag, so I'm just like amazed at anyone who can do it for like longer than two days. You know. Well, I, mean? I did give it a go again today because poor Ted, he's he's had a terrible time the last couple of days because Fred's been away That's doing the mummy show, and he's just in really bad form with the teeth. The poor guy. Yeah. So I let him have a bit of boob, but uh, well, I I still have him on the boob, but just once a day. But we're kind of weaning him off it or whatever. Oh, yeah. But today it was funny because I put him on the boob and he gave a real bite. So I just obviously went ow, and he started laughing. And that was the first time I thought I was like, "You're a man." Do you, do you know what? Him, you're like cute little baby, and then I was like, "You're actually." Do you know what you are now, Ted? You're a West Kerry male and you've hurt me and you're now laughing at me. This is just. I don't know what it is about baby laughing at that kind of thing. But like, I've definitely heard that from a lot of people, like they banged like their arm off the cupboard in the kitchen or something. And the baby thinks it's hilarious. They're studying you all the time, aren't they? like he's his main focus is watching you and your boobs but just like watching you so if you do anything out of the ordinary he's like straight on it straight away yeah and it is like how much you get the piss out of your own parents imagine like what he's going to be two comedians as parents and he's there eyeballing you from day one he'll be exhausted with the slack and he'll be being sad now wait to see He's well. We'll see. I mean, he could be a bit of a father. He could be a bit of a father stone figure. Do you know, like very dry. Yeah. Well, he's going to be slagging you one way or the other. There will be an honest slagging, but I'll tell you. Even before the teeth came in, I think the writing was on the wall for the breastfeeding because the last, I'd say, the last month, when I take the boob out, Ted has been making this noise. Ooh. 
I do think when the baby goes, ooh, at the boob, you just feel very objectified. So it probably, look, the breastfeeding wasn't going to be happening anyway. But just to say that, we thank you for your suggestions, but no more. Thanks, but no thanks. That's thanks, fair but enough. no thanks. Ella actually had gotten this little thing for Joe um, and it hadn't arrived on Christmas. And Joe was like kind of trying to be, you know, super understanding about it, but you could see his face. He's like, fuck's sake. But then when it came, he was delighted. And he was like, he actually said it was, it was the best present he got. So what they, was um, it? Oh, it was like the simplest little thing. It was a Minecraft badge, but it had his name on it. Aww. So it was just, you know, one of those ones where you'd have to be in the know, like to get it, you know, that kind of way. So he was that like, is so cute. Very into badges at the moment and very in to Minecraft. But he was going through a phase of putting all his badges on his clothes every morning. And I was like, for fuck's sake, it was taking like 25 minutes. That is adorable, Emma. <laughs> oh, Julie, like he even had them on his back and everything. So he's being persuaded. On his back. <laughs> Look, nobody wants to meet that child in the class. <laughs> he just saw many badges, but we persuaded him to transfer the badges onto a scarf yeah so, I mean that makes sense on his back Jesus we just had look it's a fucking lockdown there's not a lot going on he just had so many badges you know what I mean this is just part of his morning ritual do you know like, this is giving me stabbing himself at one one would break you know what I mean but he's just he's just in, he's, oh the two of them are like every week it's some like they obviously have their firm favorites that you know, stand the test of time, but every week it's something something else, you know what I mean? Well, it's this constantly... has given me a bit of inspo what I can do with all my patches. Because <laughs> oh, I've been putting them oh on the back God. of my jumper as well. Dude, no, but it was so funny. He had I one of the days that we were in head stuff, obviously fucking ages ago there was badges. Three years like, ago. Help yourself to the badges. So I took the badges home. So one day when Joe was getting into the badges, I knew that I still had these badges in the bottom of my bag because you know you they don't take such up room. A squirrel. It is no wonder you have a squirrel tattooed on your arm because you are a total fucking squirrel. If I pass a basket that says free badges, I am walking past that ba- that basket of badges. But Emma is getting the basket. She's tipping it into her handbag on the off chance. So Emma's child has not even expressed an interest in badges. So she then takes two weeks planting a seed, talking about badges. And when she was a little girl, like, you know, she used to collect badges and like you can get like different color badges. And eventually the child is brainwashed into the thinking he likes badges and then makes a passing comment about badges and Emma's like hang on and produces your handbag full of free badges I would be convinced that I'm like an old school 80s Irish man if I could cook like I swear to god well well, I got these badges but guess who was on one of the badges Judy it was so funny and this was the one like on at the front it was fucking garrowed it was fascinating (laughs) just gave me such a chuckle and I kept wanting to take a picture of him I was like Joe can I take a picture and he's in one of these ways he's like no and obviously like if he doesn't want a picture I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna be one of these but I'm not gonna take a picture of him but I was like I really need to get a photograph of that for a like he's going around plugging fast 
And we never had the up to 90 patches, Julie. Not even you my own son was fucking podcast. The plot thickens. Why <laughs> were there? Why was there never an up to ninety batch? Yeah, I don't want to be asking spittle ones. And <laughs> and you know what else he had as well? <laughs> he had a yes, a repeal one as well. Like it was just fucking gas. <laughs> it really was. And I presume these all came from the headstuff basket. No, the yes one I got from something else. But I just had all these badges. Honestly, I just had all these badges floating around in my handbag. But he got into badges before he got into badges before this. And I was like, hang on a second. No, so I just I, love what I know about delighted to wear go out in his lapel, I can tell you that for nothing. What I well, what I love about Tune Festivals and different live shows at them is you're always raiding the place, looking for stuff for the Friday treat. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of forbidden fruit, so we're up for forbidden fruit, and myself and Emma are always there, and like the jig is up. I mean, people are coming up to us asking for plasters, asking us if we've sun cream. Like, we shouldn't mm-hmm. be there. We should not be performing at these things. And anyway, so like you do a gig and like Emma's always scoping the place, looking for something <laughs> for, the, for the Friday treat. Like you end up leaving with a variety pack of potatoes. So you're leaving with your 10 pack of potatoes out the gap. <laughs> But you remember when we did Maria's the gig for Maria, and they had the sweet thing, and I filled up bags for the kids. Remember? Oh, listen, can I just say on behalf of the podcast, we love you, Maria, but we're done doing the gigs now for Maria. <laughs> I got my money's worth right anyway. I got Martin was there at that gig as well, wasn't he? Because he was talking into Martin's everywhere. But I was I don't I but then I went through a phase of never seen him, but I got to I got bags for the kids of sweets. No one was at the fucking sweet thing. Everyone was like... Oh, no, no, you're right. You're definitely right to help yourself to a few sweeties, for sure. That's right. Um, I have to bring back souvenirs from wherever I go, you know what I mean? That is so funny. About I, lo- I love the fact that Garoad was on the front of Joe's school uniform. Because he's forgot- our favourite Garoad. I know, it totally is. And I forgot to tell him, but it was such a story. You know, I nearly... I really need to see him face to face to explain this because it's not it's not something for a WhatsApp message. Do you know what I mean? It just sounds odd. No, I think you explained him really well there. So funny. Oh, it's just great. Like it just the fact that he'd no idea what any of these badges were. Do you know what I mean? But Asher, look. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you there. You were going to wrap it up there, weren't you? No, I don't know what I was going to... Oh, I was just going to ask very quickly your thoughts on Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. Do you know what? Like, even today I saw old pictures of Harry with Kendall. And I just feel like Harry is going to be like... A kind of a rolling stone do you know what I mean like well into 60s or 70s and it's like oh who's on his arm this week do you know what I mean like I know obviously there's a very obvious payoff in all of this for him like he's getting this whole but I just feel like <laughs> do you know Harry like do you think this, is he is it is, is it too much just, like is this the only way for him to get publicity now what a like, but do you think that's what it's about? I think it's time to see it. 
that's what it's always about. I think he needs to shave his head or something. I, need, I think he needs to do something else than just being connected with different women all the time. I think... But don't get me wrong. I'm still going to click into the pictures and have a go. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm just talking shy for purely because we're on a podcast. But and do you know what? I do know why I'm, I even... I, he's really like I'm... I'm I'm weirdly interested, yet have no interest in him at the same time. It's weird, like I can't I can't explain it. It's you know what I actually does have to make confess. It does make sense, but you know what I have to confess. I don't know why. It's the second the question was out of my mouth, I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Is that terrible? That's Harry. No, but that's that that describes Harry's style completely because you say something about him and then you're like I don't give a shit it's just because it's pushed in your face so much about who he's going out with this month yeah that it makes itself in making you to believe well well, I suppose I I suppose I must care about this because they keep telling me that I care about this I think he's just like sure he's a lovely guy he's lovely looking you know what a man fair play and all that I am starting to wonder, apart from like the, you know, the big core, like One Direction fans, is, does anyone actually give a shit? I don't think anyone does. I don't think anyone does, to be honest. I mean, you know, I like, really have no feelings. Way. Man. You know what I mean? He, yeah, he does come across as a nice guy. Um, I mean, like Olivia Wilde is absolutely beautiful. So I wouldn't have thought necessary publicity. Hang on, which one is Olivia Wilde? Is the, the one Irish at the moment? Yeah, but she like is she like American the Irish one? Oh, I think she does have an Irish connection. Does well the name Wilde. Will I look her up here to see if there any Irish connection? I'm going to look her up here. Uh, well, I didn't like the way, and it's just oh, like it was kind of tiresome. Um. Like as in this thing of oh that the relationship with Harry Styles ended, the actress's nine year relationship and blah blah blah. I mean, no, no, I, but I think that's a certain thing because I think a while back, Colin Farrell was kind of there was a similar thing with him, kind of being mad for like older women. So it's this kind of story where oh, well, maybe the rest of us have a chance, whatever. But he seems to have knocked that kind of thing on the head in terms of, like, it being a story. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's very easy, like, I'm sure it's very easy. Like, you know, people say, oh, you know, like, uh, my private life and whatever. But I'm sure if you're a star at that level, it's probably quite easy to go sure, about but having sure a Jamie, life. But you're Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes. But she knows Classic the Classic example. You know where to go. You know there's certain places that if you go, you're going to be, you know, inverted commas, spotted or whatever. Yeah. Well, I do think... I'm sure sure for some people, you know, it it is intrusive whether they court it or not. Like, I'm sure for Harry and Meghan... Oh, well, you know what I thought? Well, actually, speaking of which, listened to Harry and Meghan's podcast. Really enjoyed it. Oh, really? Yeah, really enjoyed it. Now, I don't know what the whole, like, what? I, I don't know what I, when I say I don't know what the premise is, you know, they're kind of, obviously, it's kind of centering on positivity and stuff, which isn't really our brand. Mm. So I did enjoy it for one episode. 
don't know could I be tuning in every week but I thought their dynamic was so great I loved their dynamic like I thought well, they were bringing um, have child children together do you expect them to have a bit of a fucking dynamic wouldn't you no, you would, of course, expect them to have a functional dynamic. But I just thought, <laughs> I just thought, they, it just, it just felt nice between them, and it yeah. felt kind of a bit. I'd say they could buzz off each other a little bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I, I really, I really liked it. I mean, Harry's voice now was fantastic on it as well because I always kind of fresh that Harry's a bit out of his depth in these situations. Like you know the way Megan is so capable, so she's yeah. talking about something and then Harry starts to speak, and I always kind yeah, of yeah, feel absolutely. nervous for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. you're just, just going to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I think we'll all agree with what Megan said. <laughs> But no, I really, I will say I really enjoyed it. Um, and what was I going to say there? Oh, speaking of being intrusive, do you know what I found very intrusive this week? There were pictures of Angelina shopping with her two daughters, Sahara and Shiloh. And you just kind of think to yourself, say in that instance, they were going to like, I think... Um, it was like an Ethiopian uh, store in LA. And yeah. I think the kids, you know, they're teenagers. I don't know how old they are. Are they 16, 17, whatever it is. But she's somebody now that strikes me, you know, wouldn't particularly court media scrutiny. And I did really feel, even seeing the pictures, I felt complicit. Like, you know, you have these moments now yeah. where you think to yourself, this is really just stalking teenage girls isn't it like that's actually what this is I know but then at the same time like don't get me wrong I don't think that the kids should be in the photograph while they're minors I think their faces should be blurred out or whatever but should she should Angelina yeah no I don't think so but the like the one thing I would say is you remember like Tom and Nicole back in the day they had two kids together. She and you like my hat. <laughs> she you like it. She you like my hat. She you like it. Yes, great. I think my favorite <laughs> scene in that movie is when he's teaching her to wash the clothes. But um, and then you know she teaches her mother how to wash the clothes. That's about it. That's kind of what that film is. But. Jump day had the two kids. I couldn't spot them in a lineup at all. And I mean, back in the day, Nicole and Tom Cruise were a major, major Hollywood couple. But they managed to keep their kids very much out of the spotlight. Like I'm sure they were in like I'm sure there was pictures of them in fucking trashier magazines or whatever. But am I wrong in thinking that like Brad and Angelina had them kids on red carpets and stuff? Oh, have they been on red carpet? Oh, I think maybe. Oh, do you know what? They have for kids movies stuff. They're not like bringing them to Kill Bill or anything. No, (laughs) but you know what I mean? I think even even if you engage with that part of it, you do kind of open it up. Yeah, well, you've kind of... Like, I don't want any... don't want them to be intrusive and all the rest of it, like, but I do think that they shouldn't be... Their images shouldn't be printed while they're under 18 anyway because I mean no. even, even just the whole thing of having your picture in a magazine or whatever and just even the whole thing of like somebody else is making money off your image 
and you're not. There, yeah, there is that. And just as a teenager, I know myself. I mean, imagine wouldn't that have been your worst nightmare, Emma, at sixteen, to have your picture printed and you have no control over it, so you can't say, "Oh no." mom don't put up that picture it's not that situation it's a situation which is beyond your control you see I don't even know how the whole paparazzi thing works anymore because obviously with the old camera phones and all the rest of it, it pretty much killed it and like with people doing their own you know websites and blogging and all that shit. so I don't even know how it works anymore I mean like is that a case of somebody who's obviously not a photographer that's just a member of the public taking those pictures or are they are they staged pictures like it does seem kind of quite convenient that they're shopping in the Ethiopian and it's kind of quite good for Angelina because it shows that she's like you know keeping her heritage a real thing or whatever blah 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 so I'd kind of wonder is that an orchestrated photo as well? You'd be cynical about it, yeah. I would, because I don't even know how the whole paparazzi thing works anymore. Apart from, like, say, the people that are really bankable, but I don't even think it's to the same level as it used to be. Like, say, like, okay, Britney or whatever, I'm sure it probably is worthwhile for somebody to try, or was back in, like, you know, before the pandemic to follow her on a daily basis there probably is enough there to make a living off of it was in terms of like the Angelina Jolie's like it's doubtful that she's gonna fucking get into anything crazy while she's off getting her milk and bread so it's probably not worth your while now come on as if they're letting Britney buy her own milk and bread no but I'm saying if Angelina Angelina oh Angelina yeah it's hardly it's hardly gonna kick off yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. It's hard to know. I mean, I, I think we don't know how real it all is. I, I'm starting to feel like the whole fucking thing is contrived or there's a deal there's a deal done because to go around and follow these people like you would have back in the day is just not viable. So I think a deal has to be done between these people. Like definitely all the, the minor people, you know, like to carry katanas and shit, like whatever. Any pictures of any of those sorts of people on holidays, that's organised. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, none of us. Well, I mean, none of us. I mean, any holiday pick, none of us are believing that these paparazzi just happen to be on this island at the same time. I mean, anyone who goes to Dubai is just, Mm. generally speaking, it just feels like every second celebrity, every second day a celebrity is on holidays in Dubai. I mean, it just seems to be rampant over there. But of course, I mean, obviously these people are paid and it's a mutually beneficial arrangement. I did have a fleeting moment when I looked at the pictures and I thought, oh, is this a bit convenient? You know, what is it staged? I'd like to think it isn't though, but I mean, maybe it is. Yeah, I don't know. But then you see... I suppose on the other side of it, like I see photographs of Amy Schumer out fucking getting milk and bread and she kind of does a funny pose or whatever. But like, I don't really feel like that's a fucking planned thing. Not because no. she's just holding a pair of tracks buttons, but it just doesn't feel like it's planned. 
So I don't know. I'm, no, I, really I think paparazzi definitely. I think paparazzi definitely, definitely still exist, albeit in a very different form. I'd imagine, but I mean, yeah. obviously, we'd all be saying that's a good thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, no. I said like that with the whole thing of social media and Instagram and it gave all these stars the opportunity to kind of take it back and manage it themselves. But you know what, though? I think they're showing their post-baby body or, you know, they're controlling all that kind of shite. Well, I was going to say one function of the paparazzi now is maybe even to undermine that. Yes. So that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of, I suppose that is a new vehicle for them to make money now because it's contrasting these insta-perfect shots with reality. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, to actually see, you know, Kylie Jenner at something in the flesh, what she actually looks like. Yeah, so there's an there's definitely an appetite on a market for that. Yeah, but then I, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think even if you just get them at a normal event in normal lighting, you're going to show what they look like in real life I don't I have you really have to get them at the drive-through like no I actually at the car park eating 12 chicken nuggets like uh I I have one thing I did give up for 2021 and so far I haven't succumbed just yet I gave up the daily mail did you I haven't been on it a long time it was a it was a it was a gradual thing where I weaned myself off it yeah I wasn't going on it as much but and I then, just, yeah. yeah, I just cut, I just cut it out of my life completely. Come twenty twenty one, just the way they talk about uh, women in general, any type of women, doesn't matter what age, race, occupation. It's just very negative. Even when they're being positive, it's very negative. Like the stuff that they're putting the focus on is just very. Yeah, it's a real. It's well, what I find with the comment section, it's a real fathers for justice vibe. Like real, yeah. you know. Oh, it's, like giving up the comment section a good while ago, but look, I and could I think relapse tomorrow. You know what I mean? You could relapse and you could dip into it. Um, I think for me, what really pushed it over the line for me was just the relentlessness of the contempt for Megan was just really, really disconcerting. Like the Daily Mail's obsession with Meghan Markle is bizarre. Yeah, some of the people that, I mean, when you do look at it, it is the same people all the time. And then you kind oh, of, yeah. you kind of begin to see the pattern of like, okay, well, there's obviously been a deal struck up with that person. And then obviously that person didn't agree to a deal and we're fucking gunning for them. Yeah. It's it's all very it's all very ick the whole thing. But I'll tell you yeah. what's not ick. Do patrons, patrons. We love an old patron now. We got a load. Our call to arms last week worked wonders. So we got a and a, a load of new patrons. We're so happy. Thank you so much for joining us on our journey to not have real jobs. Yeah. That's the goal. You'd really wonder. You'd really wonder what's wrong with the other fucks now. I just, I just hope for their sake. It's not. About, it's not about me. It's not about, like it's definitely not about me. But I just hope for them that they're a couple of weeks behind. Yeah, I mean they could just be catching up here. 
I hope to Jesus that's what they're, it is. They're going through the Brilliant. band catalogue. That's what I tell myself. So we have Tracy, we have Kate, we have Eva, we have another Eva who I think is a former student. My former students are keeping this podcast afloat. Thank you so much. We also have David G. Now, David G, do drop me a line because I have a feeling he's another former student. Okay. Um, I think he could be a former student of mine as well. Hazel, we've got Karen, we've got Maggie, we've got Dermot. Now, let me tell you about Dermot. We have to be careful yeah. around Dermot because Dermot yeah. is a friend of Fred's. So he's going to get all the, yeah, he's going to get all the inside info. Yeah. I know. So we've got to cut about 45% of our content, but we'll cross that bridge. We've got Audrey, we've got Lynn, we've got 18. You're not going to name everyone, are you? No, I just, Amy was the last one. Um, And we're doing this new thing because we have just random bits and bobs that we want to send to people. So we're going to pick a listener of the week every week. It's going to be a patron. And this week we have picked at random... Emma, do you want to announce? It's Danielle. It's Danielle. So Danielle, um, we're going to message Danielle. Danielle. And, get an address and we're going to send her on um, a little something. Now, guys, let's not get our hopes up here, okay? It's pandemic times. The shops are closed. But we'll rustle up something and we'll send yeah. it to you, Danielle. We just got to be nice in these times, getting a bit of random post. Well, I was going to say that you're not expecting, but you are expecting now. But, you know, something different. Something and, different. Yeah, and like we do really, really appreciate the support. Because um, we actually, uh, this would have been dead a long time ago, only for them. Oh, I mean, it would have. And it does mean so much. And ultimately, you know, we really, really appreciate it. And it's just, it's one of the things I love about podcasting because it's nice as well. Like, I support podcasts, Emma support podcasts. It's a lovely thing to be able to do when you are enjoying someone's content to just kind of, you know, give yeah. them a little and something, look, something. So it's a lovely thing. We don't want to be banging on about the patrons and I'm only going to do my call to arms every few weeks, but I just, oh, this is the last thing I'll say in it. Uh, patrons get the vaccine first okay so look that's out of my hands but I just want to let us know that that's really the state of play at the moment isn't it the well yeah no first. so if we could just get that trending hashtag <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I do think I think Tony Hulan does listen to up to ninety, and he has. Well, we know like he does. Oh, don't even get me started on that spooky shit. But he, I think that as far as I know, the last time I did look at the HSE, um, the HSE um vaccine list, they it did seem like a direct copy of our tears. Yeah. Um, you know, like the first, I think the first group, they refer to them as the God bless group. So just. Yeah. But like, look, I don't, as I said, I don't want to be banging on about it, but that's, uh, that's just facts, really. Um, it is, it is facts, to be fair. Actually, on the subject of podcasts, I was laughing because I was listening to an extremely serious podcast during the week. Mm-hmm. And then at the break, they were advertising Raycons. And I was like, what are Raycons? So it turns out they're earbuds. But. They have been pioneered by the one, the only, Ray J. Do you remember Kim K's former lover is now doing earbuds? But he seems to be sneaking his way back. What's his story? Because I saw another story about him. There's something going on there. 
there's a is there a rebrand of Ray J? That's what I feel is happening now at the moment. It's a bit of a Jedward situation. He's going to start messaging people saying, "You're really funny." But you know what? I did when it was all kicking off in America. I did feel sorry for Kim because they'd say she was only raging to everyone forgetting about her fucking story. Nobody. I mean, do you know what? Me asking you about Harry Styles and then following it up with, "I couldn't really give a shit." What's that about? I like we were all so invested in the Kardashians for so long, and nobody could give a flying feck that it's over. I think though, when you're when you're so invested in these people for so long, and um, but there's been so much, it does get to a point with these people where you're like, you know, the way like with these reality stars, and like, I mean, Jesus, back in the day, like Big Brother hooked my fucking veins. But it does get to a point where you're like, how many transformation pics can I see? How many times are we going to transform again? Like, just fucking chill out. Just fucking accept it is, that yeah. you're meant to be. You're meant to be fucking nine stone. Stop putting yourself through this fucking thing of like burning your body down to seven stone and telling us all you feel fucking fantastic just to go through the cycle again so you can do the pics again. I mean, I think I stopped watching the Kardashians. A lot of people I know stopped watching the Kardashians when you remember the whole Paris robbery happened and people were questioning, yeah. did, did it actually occur at all? But for me, um, I kind of checked out the Kardashians when I noted that every time I watched it, they were just eating salad. They were never eating anything else but the salad. And it wasn't like an ISL Caesar salad. It was just always a few leaves in the plastic box. And I just said to myself, I'm not buying this. No more than we said last week about JLo saying, I'm not into Botox and, you know, should probably be following it up with, I am just into face transplants, but she's not. <laughs> it's just, it's the, it's just a little bit disingenuous, the whole thing. It's like that mate. And like, so look, we all have that mate and we've all been that mate who keeps having the fucking... Uh, it's all over with the fella shite. And you know the way, like, you can only kind of do the rounds of that so many times. You can do it twice. Yeah, and then you're kind of like, fuck, like, just fucking, are you with him or not? Like, you know, unless it's like, unless it's like fucking mad serious shit, but if it's just like general kind of like, he was a bit, you know. Yeah, well, it's like when you're sitting in the kitchen and, you know, you're there when she rings the solicitor and it's all, you know, we're keeping it amicable. It's legal now, but, you know, we're just going to be co-parents, blah, blah, blah. And then the next time you ring and it's like, oh, hang on, he's just here. I put him on to you. He was just just saying, he was watching the time you should, and who comes on? Only you. And you're like, what? And then it's just like the it's just like that whole day of the boxes when you went along and you boxed up all the stuff that never happened. There's no, only you're not allowed to talk about that either. Now. You can't bring that up. You can never refer to it again. Never no. refer to the day of the boxes. Until again. it happens again. No, and like that's fine. You know, we've all been in those kind of relationships for sure. And yeah. I know I am, you know, I am crisis Julie at times. But I do think, I suppose, with the Kardashians, that anything could happen to them now, and we'd all be a bit like, nah. you know, it's it's one of those situations. I do feel for Kim and Kanye because I genuinely think there was proper, probably, I would imagine, proper love there. Uh, but I do take issue with, you know. 
the way everyone, I think there's been a lot of framing it as, oh, but sure wasn't she great to put up with him for this song, which I think is really unhelpful because most people who suffer from mental health problems consider themselves quite burdensome. You know, that's one of the things people struggle with, that they are a burden. Yeah. And also, sorry to bring it back to the vows, guys, but it is sickness and health. Is Fred yeah. in shot here or what's going it on? It is sickness and health. Yes, the hologram, I think we'd all agree, was, you know, fairly... Yeah. I mean, it did signal the end. It was pretty dodgy. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the one-for-all voucher if you're stuck for ideas. Like, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with the one-for-all voucher. Something to do, isn't it? Even which? Even a couple of scratch cards. Oh, look. I mean, nobody says no to a scratch card. Absolutely. I mean, a scra- obviously, a scratch card, it doesn't matter who's getting it for you. Like, that person has no feeling for you whatsoever but I mean look it's still something to do it's something to wind away the time it's a very clean transaction yeah it it does frame your relationship as transactional so it's probably do you know what a scratch card is probably the most honest gift of all because all relationships are transactional when you think about it are we pitching here for a sponsor what's going on oh wouldn't it be great to get another sponsor that's the goal Emma 2021 2021 yeah uh it's going to happen. The Raycons. I must get on to Ray J. Do. See if we'll do the podcast. We haven't had a guest in a while. Oh, do you know what? We'll throw out a few invitations just randomly and see and see who's available. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> stupid pitch. I was going to say, get in touch and tell us who you'd like to have on the podcast, guys. And I was like, oh, I don't fucking, don't bother oh, your Get, get in touch. If there's anyone you think... You're a patron, get in touch. I'm not fucking filing through DMs of people that want to give me money. If you're, if you're a patron, get in touch and let us know. Um, he, I'd love to have Grow back just for a giggle. <laughs> I'd love to have Grow back as well, just for a laugh. He's just such, he's so fucking funny. He really he's is. He's just so fucking funny. I just love him. Um, yeah, let's but, grow down just for a fucking chat anyway. Just for us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's I'm grow down. Um, but do yeah. let us know if there's anyone else you think we could nab. Yeah. Great idea, Emma Bear. <laughs> Fuck. We'll get grow down. That'll be enough, sure. But do let us know. I've well, been Tuni J. I've been Emma Dorn. God bless. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.